Hello and welcome to another episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host, joined by my blue collar badass, Matt. How's it going, man? Doing fantastic, Dylan. Um, we don't need to talk about the weather too much because Peter and I are kind of hitting on it, but uh, it is unseasonably warm here, like 80 degrees in Michigan. Right. So We're I'll not, take it. Uh, Going to talk about the internet. Matt's having internet problems, so I'm sure that's uh, you know the weather causing it um yeah. <laughs> that's that's how it's gonna run so i'm gonna interject if matt freezes uh for this and just carry on the conversation like nothing happened welcome to the 21st century guys and doing things remote um so without further ado we've got a return guest who we're super happy to have on uh p johnson who if you guys listen to our episode what was it like 18 months ago maybe Pete, something in that yeah it's well over a year for sure ballpark um he was actually i think at that point just starting up valence coatings and was off to a fantastic start you know i love seeing your guys' videos of uh you know cleaning up floors and making uh concrete floors look pretty but valence protective coating is a chemical distribution company focusing on everything concrete related Mission is to support contractors with products, resources, and training necessary to exceed their goals, which I think is a big topic that we're going to hit on today is training and uh, how that uh, really affects business and just uh, everything to do with uh, flooring and uh, chemicals and all that kind of good stuff. But Pete has 17 years in the industry as a lead trainer for chemical distribution companies focusing on residential garage floor coatings and currently the lead trainer with valence protective coatings where he trains contractors on how to install products and support them in technical questions and product systems so basically the technical expert for all things going on concrete <laughs> for layman's uh layman's example so without that further ado pete welcome back to the show yeah, no, thanks guys. I appreciate having me. It was a great time the first time. So I appreciate you guys having me back. Yeah, it's great to see you again, man. And guys, I sorry if I cut out there. I again, I don't know what's going on, but we'll we'll try and struggle through this. Um <laughs> Pete, I'm gonna ask right off the gate. Um, what is your background, man? It looks awesome. Oh yeah. So I got a, a bunch here, but this is actually uh our core values that are spray painted on our wall. Um, so that's real. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's drywall. So, that's... I mean, you, you can't really quite see it, right? So it says integrity, uh, honesty, innovation, and passion. And then it's got would be the Minneapolis skyline. Um, it's got some mountains up top from when I was in the military, and it's got a real cool military theme. Again, if I'm, you, know, you can see some helicopters and stuff down there. So, oh, that's oh, and then very cool. We have another. We have our logo on that wall, and I have another one on that wall. So, that is uh, by far the most unique core values. Uh depiction i've seen yet I, i've got a pretty cool poster of mine in here you can't see but but that takes the cake man <laughs> yeah no it, it, same thing when we got this office it was everybody just put a piece of vinyl on the wall right i mean that's just kind of what people kind of classically go to and it kind of involved into maybe getting some kid art or something to kind of come do it and then my wife found this local graffiti artist that was going to do it and fortunate enough we kind of were able to contact him and he I gave him a little bit of my vision and he just kind of put it to work every night. He'd work at night. And uh, so every morning we'd come into the office and something new would be done. And uh, I didn't give him really any color themes or anything like that. I kind of told him, 
obviously you got the lo logo and some other stuff that were key, but uh, he crushed it. And everybody that walks in, this is our training center. And so everybody that walks in sees this for the three days that we do our training class every day. So they're important to us, all the employees and our customers see them every day. Oh, that, that's cool, man. That's a really cool way to display them. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've not, not seen it done that way and to have every wall, you know, covered in uh, not only core values, but kind of what I think it's really uh, reflective of, you know, the company and obviously like you guys are going in and making concrete pretty, but kind of the, uh, some of the imperfections that are inherent within concrete, right? Flex of this, that, and the other thing. Um, it kind of like the the graffiti is pretty fitting, I think, for for you guys. Uh, you know, as an outsider, kind of looking in and and following and seeing you guys clean up uh, clean up concrete. But um, let me not do uh, valence any injustices in my descriptions here. So, Pete, if you want to actually uh, describe kind of for our listeners what you guys do, uh, you know, take it away, man. Yeah, I mean, you did a great job basically, you know, describing what we do. So we are a, a full-scale chemical distribution company with the focus on concrete-related products, right? So we offer a product for anything concrete. There's really no piece of concrete that we don't have a product or a system for. It's just a matter of what system works best for the homeowner or the client. So we have multiple divisions like uh, DOT division, commercial industrial, light, uh, heavy industrial. And so we build products and systems for them. And so we pretty much work with contractors and contractors only, uh, whether it's uh, project based, maybe like a DOT project based or a homeowner um, going to go do garage floors. And so we put down multiple different systems based on what they need. Um, so when we say chemical distribution, um, we provide them with the chemicals, the training and the support, just like the mission and our vision statement says, and then we just support them all the way through. We just, my job is to basically train them on the systems, give them all the technical support along the way. God forbid they mix some products wrong or there's a problem and then just support them. And then um, we've gotten into a lot into, you know, business development. One of our core things that we believe in and we've had great success in is taking somebody that's new to the industry, maybe a new entrepreneur or somebody that's bringing on a new vertical market in their business of how to grow this side of the business, right? So how are you generating leads? How are you closing leads? How are you selling that job, installing it right? Um, and as you know, in the economy, it's very unique. Penny means a lot more today than it did a couple of years ago. And so we really are hashing on efficiency as well. That's cool, man. Um, I'm going to back you up a little bit. Are you saying DOT is in like Department of Transportation? Yes, correct. What do you guys do for them? If you can, if you can tell us, I mean, yeah. in, in my mind, DOT, like you're obviously not putting floor coverings out on the highway. So what what are you doing for them? You actually are actually. So, um, so especially up in our environment, right? So there's freeze thaw and then they have um, actually like water repellents. The big thing is bridge deck coating. So Obviously, in our cold environment, right, it can freeze and thaw. So you need to make sure that those bridge decks aren't freezing and thawing as soon as everything else. Or more importantly, when that water starts to melt, it has somewhere to go. Um, so up here, we're protecting that concrete, whether it's a penetrating style, what's called a silane, siloxane style product, um, like the jersey barriers, right? The barriers between your walls, they're coating them, all the salt damage, Um which is the biggest thing in Minnesota. So we're basically protecting all these roads from salt damage. So 
any new cement road or concrete based road that goes in in Minnesota gets some type of treatment on it. Wow. I had no idea. Um, Michigan has obviously missed the boat on that and we just let our <laughs> roads crumble away to nothing. So I might want to, uh, I'll, I'm going to send your contact information to our governor. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it's good and bad. Um, repeat business right and then a lot of it's what they call self-performing so you could take a product and pretty much just ship it to the say state of minnesota and they do all the work right so they're putting it down and and like mike our our dot guy like he might go train them for a day but it's self-performing like we're not training them for days we don't have to be on site so it's kind of a lot of you know easy but it's a lot of work to get into that bid and spec and then year after year i mean you guys deal with it similar too so um it sounds glamorous, but it's a hell of a lot of work. Oh, I bet. Well, so my question in there is, does it need to, do they apply it every year or is it just upon like cure? It is dependent upon uh, timelines and exactly what they're doing. So let's just say a bridge deck coating goes in. Um, usually what they're going to do is every about three to five years, they're going to go ahead and take a core sample of that concrete and kind of see level of penetration like what they have left um, and then they kind of judge basically um, how much more use they have out of it some of the products are penetrating but i mean you see the five million cars or whatever it is a year going obviously it's going to eventually wear down so they just judge that over time so um it's not every year um but you know as new construction happens every year that's where you see the majority of the business Right. Well, and just a ton of bridges, you know, you are the land of 10,000 lakes. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big thing now that we brought on Mike, he's got 27 years of experience on that. So, I mean, we pretty much got one of the leading experts in it. So, I mean, he's running with it. We had a good meeting yesterday with a vendor about it. And now we're tackling some other States and into Texas and stuff like that as well. Oh, nice. So you are, uh, are you nationwide? Uh, so on our side, so like our, like valence protective coatings, like when you look at like our residential side of things, yeah, we have customers from Maine to California and everywhere in between. So we do, um, have two locations that we sell product to and from, but you look at like the DOT side of things right now, we're getting stuff into Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota. And then our next one we're working on is Texas. Nice. Very cool, man. I didn't realize you guys had spanned out that far. That's, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. I'll be honest. I don't understand it a hundred percent, but uh, that's why you hire people that are smarter and better than you. There you go, brother. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue into really from what it sounds, what you do most on the day to day. Right. And um, not necessarily hiring people, but in training people, right. And bringing people on and bringing them into your ecosystem. So uh, talk a little bit about the, the training side. And I, I'm personally, you know, curious about a lot of this because, and I think our listeners will be too, in that training is one of the things I think that gets pushed to the wayside a little bit, you know, not necessarily in like the technical training, but in the training of bringing people in, uh, getting them acquainted to what they're doing and not just like, hey man, sink or swim, you know, type of uh, training methodologies, right? Like it, not so much on the job, but you're bringing people in through a training center and giving them everything that they need, but uh, really kind of walk us through that in training and, and setting these guys up for success. Yeah. 
Training's huge um, in this industry, I agree. And it kind of goes, I, I look at the industry almost in two ways, right? Like you're going to look at like, say like our way of doing it, right? Like formal training, um, not on a customer's job site in a center. And then you're going to have the other way that might be a two to four hour class, kind of come to somewhere, just kind of slap some crap down and then good luck. Um, it, one of the biggest things, so if you start from the beginning, if we have a contractor contact us, whether they're already in the industry or if they're new to the industry, we are pretty much automatically going to make them come to our training class. Why? Because the products that we use, they're proprietary to us. Um, and so you need to become certified through us and our programs to be able to use those products. Yes, we do have other products you sell. You don't have to be certified. But in my world with the residential side, you need to come to class and see from the very beginning, right? What do you have to do to prep the concrete? How are we treating the cracks? The, how do these products uh, be applied the correct way? Um, we deal with a lot of very fast settings. It could be five minute to an hour minute cure time. So you, you can mix these up and all of a sudden you have a brick that's cost you $100. Well, I don't want that phone call in a month saying you just wasted $100. And so we walk them through our class room here and then we have our hands-on center that we show them everything for two and a half days. And then we start talking about the sales and the marketing. And we give them those tools and resources that we keep talking about to then go and be successful. Um, and then what that does then is we also warranty our products. So if they're going to go and put a what we call a polyurea residential garage floor coating down, if they're going to install that in Michigan and they've already come through our class, you then as a homeowner, you're going to get it warrantied for 15 years backed by us, the company. Okay. Now that installation company is going to warranty it for a minimum of what we offer. And they put it down to our specs so they can honor that warranty. The homeowner's taken care of. And so it eliminates a lot of problems on our end. And that's one of our biggest things that I've seen in the industry is when you train the guys the right way, right away, one, it creates a lot of loyalty, right? We're behind them. We stand behind them. We're giving them the tools and the trip, tips and tricks to be successful. But more importantly, God forbid there's ever a problem, we have their back. So when you're, when you're talking about warranties and extended warranties, you're obviously doing a great job training these guys on the front end. Do you have to set up a, a lot of protections then for the company on the back end? Like, do you send out inspectors after it's been installed to make sure it's done correctly and that they didn't forget what you taught them? <laughs> Not necessarily like right afterwards. So we we're, don't have that power to do it. I mean, we say from coast to coast, we might have 500 garage floors going in a given day, right? So I say, yeah, it's, um, but it's the same that there's a potential problem or maybe there's something going on. We can take to the Mike or Derek or myself. We might, we'll fly out to that site. And we'll have one of those people on site. Like Derek's got two uh, level one, level two floor coating inspection certificate uh, classes or certifications, right? So we'll go out and inspect it as, yeah, we work for the company, but we're going to give an honest report to that, say, homeowner, business owner, and what's going back. So if there's a problem, that we want to be able to inspect it. And again, the way I tell our customers is I want you to be able to hold me responsible and I got to be able to hold you responsible. And maybe the homeowner messed up. You got to hold them responsible, right? There's a chain that's got to be followed here. And 
that's again, I think why I'm so big on training is in theory, if you follow the roadmap that we give you, you're really eliminating 99% of the problems. There's always going to be something we you never know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing is being able to go to somebody's um, business and follow up with them to give them real world advice on maybe this floor is a problem or anything like that. So we set it up on the back end. Um, the warranty covers a lot of like true failures, right? Delamination, peeling, right? Coming up off the floor. Um, and that's why we warranty it. And again, that's why we're proprietary and that's why we do training. And that's why we only sell certain products because in our opinion, we like certain products that bond better to concrete more than others. And so that's why we sell them. And of course, that's how you can stand behind them. It, it's kind of like, you know, in our world, we we try to systemize and, and set up processes for, for everything we do internally so that, you know, from one estimator to the next, from one sales guy to the next, one PM to the next, everybody's doing the core functions the same damn way. Um, right. Way easier said than done. I'll say that. <laughs> so, so good job on you for, for covering that sort of stuff, you know, coast to coast. That's, that's a big undertaking. It's, it's not easy. And I mean, stuff slips. There's no doubt about it. And I wish there was 10 more of me. I mean, I wish we could, you know, how that is, right. You love to duplicate yourself and I'm fortunate with, I have two, um, but there's not a lot of that level of knowledge guys in the industry that either are crushing it already or are going to want to come work with me. Well, and so I guess kind of building off of that, the next question would be in um, like for the people that you are training, how do people end up finding out about you to come and, and be trained? And then is that something like, is it like a dealer relationship where, you know, if they sign up to get your product that they get training or how would that really work if somebody wanted to be a part of this, you know, to where they can then be a, uh, you know, an installer for like residential garage floors. I'm sure commercial divisions and all that are a different beast and animal, but for like garage floor uh, coatings and installations. Yeah. You know, we've been fortunate enough where a lot of the contractors that we deal with are like word of mouth. Um, just had one guy yesterday who was a customer of mine out of Arkansas who relayed my name to another guy who's looking to get out of the corporate world and get into the industry. So it is a lot of word of mouth. Um, there is a handful of groups within the industry, like Facebook groups within the industry that, you know, we're in, I get tagged in this, my customers um, say that. And we also have an ambassador program. So again, we want our customers to kind of help us out, right? So if they're referring us, they can get a discount and stuff like that. But a lot of it's word of mouth. Um, we might go after a market too. So let's just say we want an installer in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll do some Facebook ads and I'll just do a shoot a video and say, hey, Memphis, Tennessee, we're looking for, you know, a new customer to kind of do take on these codings and stuff like that generate the leads through Facebook, weed them all out, um, you know, kind of give them their introductory interview, I guess, if you will. Because um, we want customers that are on the same page, right? Core values and are looking to grow and kind of be a fit. Um, and so they'd reach out and then we kind of have that interview and kind of stuff like that. And then we pretty much just schedule training. Um, they they schedule classes, usually are booked out two months. We're booking our June class right now. Um, and so they kind of get booked in. Um, they bring three people. Um, they're the cost of the class, but then we refund that money back in a material credit. So training's free. Um, oh. there's, an, there's a cost, obviously, to getting here. Um, 
but there's a there's a benefit knowing that I'm not just charging you for 500 bucks or a thousand bucks and then off you go. Um, you know, we're actually trying to give it back to them. So it it's I'm very fortunate where I have a decent I have a very good name in the industry. Um, my name gets shared a lot, and so I've been very fortunate where people want quality training in this industry. They usually come to me. To be honest. <laughs> Sounds like a good program, especially if you're giving it back to them, more or less, you know, do, do you get a lot of pushback or, or any pushback from guys or like, you know, screw you, I don't, I don't need it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's always that, that those industry experts or those pros, right? Or I've been doing this for X long, right? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. need this. And that's fine. You know, that's not always our customer. And that's why we found such good success with taking that guy that's either new to the industry, new to business and, and growing them. And, and giving them those tools, right? Like we've, I've found it more successful where I can talk to those people and build them into this and not the guy who's been doing it for 27 years. And why am I going to come to class? You come to my job site, you train on my job with my crew, with my equipment. And we definitely get that feedback um, or pushback, I guess. Um, it's going to happen in the industry, I think, right? Sure. I mean, from my perspective and, and hearing this, I mean, to basically have a turnkey opportunity with, you know, figuring out sales, marketing, things that have worked, right? Or at least that's what I'm hearing. So correct me if I'm wrong in this, Pete, right. but, uh, uh, you know, where you, you walk them through the sales and marketing stuff, right. And, and how to generate leads, how to get business, which obviously it helps you, but it, it helps them create a, a business, a company, it creates customers for them in their local community. And, you know, obviously they get a, a good product, they get training and how to do it. It's, you know, pretty outside of, you know, flights and hotel rooms the things covered, you know, effectively in, in product down the road. So for, for somebody to have a, a turnkey company almost, right? And obviously there's setup costs and all that, but I guess walk me through that because um, one, just from from where Matt and I sit, one, blue collar industry, right? And, and this is that, right? Those guys going out and installing stuff and it's in their local community. You know, they might travel 50, 100 miles, uh, whatever to, to do this, but it's it's creating a, a job or jobs within that community for these guys to go and do installations. It's, you know, having the, some of the nicest garage floors are typically the guys with the classic cars that they're pulling in and then putting carpet down um, or runners for their, their cars. But to, to have these or the man caves that they want to put in or uh, whatever, I don't know what the term for women is, but usually the guy gets relegated <laughs> to the garage. So, uh, but, you know, having that in, in local communities, you know, local jobs, uh, like that is everything that Matt and I talk about and push here, you know, to, to have these guys to go out and, and do stuff within their community in a, in a position. Like you talked about a guy in corporate America that probably got burned out and tired of deadlines and meetings and wanted to be outside and kind of work with their hands um, and get back to doing stuff locally versus, you know, whatever they might've been doing in corporate America. So one, I'm all for this, um, but really kind of, I, I guess, help me or correct anything or walk through if I, I've missed anything and kind of hand in like some turnkey business effectively yeah. to, um, to these guys. That's kind of like how that conversation started yesterday was, 
his you know question to me was what 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 the hell do I do right like what's next you know I mean that's and it's really because he doesn't know and so when when somebody comes to us who doesn't know that and when we say we have all the tools and resources like we have somebody who can design a logo for them and a website and the market like we don't do that but I will point you to our trusted vendor who's going to do that so the you know conversation was you know this is what you're going to need and I, I said hey these are your first three things you're going to do make sure you obviously get your llc set up right again generic things that might a lot of people take for granted but they don't know right getting your getting your facebook and then we have um like a marketing folder right that i can send him and he can start to post about some marketing and um so kind of like started the conversation that way and then today i kind of followed up with the email that's a little more detailed of hey here's the link to follow up for training Here's the link to contact the marketing company. Here's the link to finance your equipment. Okay. You get into this, like doing it the right way. You're going to get into a floor grinder and a big vacuum. You know, um, it, it, we think a Dyson a vacuum is expensive. Our vacuums are five grand plus, you know, so we're looking at a 25, $35,000 investment. But again, we partnered with a financial company to help with that. So I'm just providing all these links essentially to, this guy and if he's serious about it he'll check off the boxes and when he's ready he signed up for class and then when he signed up for class he he comes he gets uh what we call a sales kit in-home sales kit right so it's got samples we've got all the different color samples he gets all that he goes through class and we teach him how to present those samples and then he goes back to for this example it happened to be kansas city he's gonna go back to kansas city when he's already got all of his business everything set up and we try to plan it to the point where if he ordered product and he's ordered his equipment, um, it all kind of shows up very similar time frame for when he finishes class, right? So don't finish class today and then you're not going to get on your first job for three months. We lose knowledge. And, th and then we're starting a different training program too, where you come to class, we give you everything here, which is great. But now one of us is most likely me from at least my division. We're going to go and work with you and set up your trailer, help you. We're going to go out and teach, you know, some of those sales. Part of our training cost, which might go up, will include me going and working with you on site for two to three days, right? Like, don't just come to class and I just hope and wave for the best. We take somebody from nothing in reality for business and we give them these tools. But then if he can't do anything with it, we just wasted time as well. And and I and so that's how we do it. It's turnkey, um, but I, we don't do it all. We have the resources. And that's the thing. We have guys that are running uh, 15, 20-man crew or like, you know, jobs, right? Or like uh, trailers, right? So, I mean, like you said, in the community, it could be 10 to 20 different jobs that this one brand new business just started. Oh, that's awesome, man. It's it's almost like a franchise model, except that unless unless you tell me I'm wrong, you don't own, have ownership in any of these. You're you're just kind of you're, no, you're, you're right, doing all so the legwork. Yeah, well, it, you're correct, right? So I mean, I'm kind of giving him the. I wouldn't say I'm giving him the roadmap. I mean, I am right. I mean, but I mean, they, there's a lot of work, obviously, on the back end that they do. Uh, but yeah, I don't own anything, right? It's their own company. It's 100. percent The only transactional agreement I have is, you know, it's a it's a friendly handshake agreement i don't have a written contract in place that says you have to buy all your materials from us or anything like that and 
I've found that to be more successful than some of the guys that do get into contractual obligations or the franchise because they are limited maybe in what they can do, where they can travel, what jobs they're going to be able to take on. And I don't want ownership in the company. You can go and market. You have a valence floor done. That's great. But go market that you have your company's floor done, right? It's supported by us, but go build your brand. Dude, it's a great, um, great system. So I've been reading a, a nice classic from 1962 here. Um, it's the success system that never fails. W. Clement Stone. Um, he, <laughs> uh, so Stone built the um, insurance company, uh, com combined insurance company of America uh, from like 1930 to, I mean, this was written in 62 but um, it became the largest insurance company in the U.S. in like 56, 7. Um, and it, you know, he built like a, in the 50s, he, he was worth, you know, like 35 million bucks personally. Um, and I don't know what the Combined Insurance Company of America was, was at its height, you know. So let's just say triple that <laughs> more in net worth right from a guy in, in the 60s. But he did exactly what, um, you're doing. He went and he ultimately had to travel across the country because his um, son had, or one of his kids had problems being in uh, like Michigan and Chicago and up in your neck of the woods during uh, times of the year, right. With hay fever and some other yeah. stuff. So they, they traveled down to like Arizona and he along his way would stop and like every day sell something, right. <laughs> go around and sell insurance policies and then he would he'd find somebody in that area wherever he was staying they he would train a guy right he would basically do um mailings in the like the newspaper looking for salespeople. he would then go and interview them find them train them spend a couple of days with them and you know what you're talking about and going on the road with them to sell and then he would kind of move on and he traveled around the country with his family for years doing that um, so it just reminded me as I'm, I'm reading this book, uh, that's what Clement Stone did. And, uh, funny enough. So in, in late in life, this is kind of an aside, but, uh, Napoleon Hill ended up, he had, you know, a lot of struggles in, in his life and ended up being broke, but, uh, Clement Stone bailed Napoleon Hill out, bought all his intellectual property. They did some books together. Um, all because, um, to what you're talking about, uh, Clement Stone had systems, for it uh that napoleon hill uh did not put around his intellectual property so the system uh that never fails yeah that's good to know i've made that note i'll have to look into that um that's the fastest way that i've found it to to make it work with guys and, and again stuff that we touched on a little bit before efficiency so that's another one of my you know big things right so if I can set up a, a, a company or get somebody to set up a company, and if I say, you know, at first you're going to be an owner operator, and then eventually you'll move into the, you know, owner operator in sales while you have a guy doing this and this. And we're trying to just build them over the course, like, hey, what's the one to three year plan look like? What if you do this, this is your opportunity. And then, and we don't force anything, right? Nobody mandatory has to buy anything. But we have success stories and we have people that are still want to be mom and pop shops, but we just say, here it is. You do what you want with it. And we're here to support you. 
what are you guys seeing as like as the biggest challenge that that your installers your you know your your guys that come to you what what is the biggest challenge they're seeing now is it still labor or or has it spread to different facets of the industry marketing um i think guys still have labor shortages you know but i mean we hear enough about this, right? If you have labor shortage, you probably should look internally, right? I mean, you know, maybe you got to look at your culture and all that type of stuff. I mean, but <laughs> I think guys can find that. But my biggest struggle with guys is spending money on marketing and lead generation. So, you know, for us, we're doing a residential garage floor, like in one day, we can be in and out in one day. So if one crew can really do four to five jobs a week, Right. So you need those leads. What's your closing percentage? How many leads do you need to come in? What's your revenue you need to spend on leads? Are you spending it on Facebook, TV, radio? So we've had a lot of um, coaching or kind of classes this in Q1 primarily about marketing. Where's your money best well spent? And a guy that's crushing it and say in um, Charleston, South Carolina is going to be spending his money maybe differently than the guy in Minnesota versus California, right? Like, what is that? And so we interview um, those three guys or, you know, right in different geographical areas. And we sat, I just asked them, like, what are you doing? What is your lead gen? Like, what are you roughly spending? And how are you getting the leads? And then everybody kind of shares um, what they're doing. But I feel that most of our guys don't look at marketing as pretty much a necessity and an asset. They almost look at it as a liability because it's money and they're scared. It's not going to come back. It's probably industry-wide, right? As a, as a whole collective organism in construction, I think most firms are, are pretty afraid of marketing in general and don't, A, they don't know how the hell to do it. And, and B, it's always that, you know, are we going to spend this on marketing and, and not get it back? Or should we spend this on, new people, new tools, new equipment, you know, whatever it may be. So I, I think that's probably pretty damn common. Yeah. Yeah. And well, what I found is the guys that are aggressive and want to grow, they need more leads, right? So we like an average guy in our industry, one of our guys, they might be booked out three, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks even. Well, once they start consistently getting three, four, five weeks booked out and they're still having leads come in, if they still can hit the gas pedal and get more leads they can still get booked out maybe seven or eight weeks in the process of that they now have enough revenue to hire one or two more guys the truck the trailer the grinder and so if they're stuck at being only booked out two weeks because they're only getting so many leads coming in they're never going to grow they got to spend that money to just gas pedal the leads coming in you're going to get booked out because then you're going to funnel in those people and equipment in the meantime yeah. Um, oh man, I have so much to say on this. Uh, from a so the simplest thing from like a marketing standpoint, and and this is where I think a lot of people screw up is they don't have a defined cost on what it actually takes to acquire a customer, right? You in in this right with Facebook or Google or whatever, you pretty much have a defined cost, or it's a lot easier to have a defined cost of what it takes to you know, dollar in, customer out, right? How many dollars in does it take? Is it 20, 50, 100 uh, to get a customer out, right? There's a lead and then you only close whatever percentage of that. And so you like the simple math would be if it's 20 bucks to acquire a lead, 
And then you close, you know, half of that, right? Really $40 to get a customer. So then you need to bake that cost into your cost of doing the job. And this is where a lot of people screw up in this is they think time and material of the job, you know, maybe getting there, but they don't like bake in lead cost uh, and the front end pieces of this to like acquire that customer, right? So you maybe need to add a hundred bucks on your, your job for, you know, cost of doing job plus some profit in job, but you also need to do it for sales and marketing. Um, one is just from a, a, a dollars in out standpoint. We had Scott Peeper on, you know, and talking about cash flow. And this is one of those things that people often really uh, mess up on. Um, so that's one. Two is for guys that are doing like residential stuff or in a given area. One of the best things to do is um, and, and this is, it's got some like thing called work attached to it, but is doing like a kind of a form letter, right? Most of it's going to be the same and you change out the, the name of the customer that you have. So you basically write a, a form letter, you know, with your customer's name in there. And if it's in a neighborhood, more than likely they know the guy to the left and right of them. And then the three door, you know, door across the street. And then on each side of that. So you have five doors that you can hit right with a hanger or put it in the mailbox or whatever, while you're on that job site, doing that job for that guy, that is the, you know, cheapest 20 cents that you're going to do in pure cost of, uh, you know, printing some paper <laughs> and writing it up. You got to write it once, change some names, make sure to actually change that name. And then go out and, you know, walk across the street and, and put these in their mailbox or knock on the door and make the sale while you're doing the job, right. To say that you're doing it across the street, come and take a look, whatever, especially if it's in a garage, um, you know, those things can be done. And that's some of the easiest forms of marketing is word of mouth, you know, walking around and doing that to where you're not going to have to, because people are so adverse to giving Facebook, Google, YouTube money that this is a simple way that one customer can become two um, just simply by, you know, brochure, letter, whatever, and walking and having a conversation with those people across the street. So don't, don't underestimate like that form of marketing. And this goes for everybody, right? Whether you're doing a, a commercial job and you go and talk to the neighbors, more than likely they got a commercial building too for wherever you're building them. It's, you know, pretty simple. And whether that's before you kick it off to let you know for the next 18 months, it's going to be a dirt, you know, field or, you know, upon completion, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. I think you really hit that on the head and that's something that we talk to the guys about, but again, I don't, I'm the guy that doesn't know anything about marketing. Right. And I'm like, I'm the guy that's, I'm like, Hey, go talk to these guys, but we have, I mean, I know them well enough and right yard signs, right. Print uh, like uh, vehicle wraps, right. Some of that common stuff, um, direct mail, got some, uh, you know, contacts in direct mail, hitting them before, during and after and all that type of stuff because it's pennies in reality that it, one thing that we do that we find, again, you guys probably find it the same thing too, is when you're building something that's cool, it always attracts attention from somebody walking by or whatever that is. Right. So for the most part, most of our installations are when the weather's at least 40 degrees or above or pretty close, right? So if somebody's walking or somebody's moving through the neighborhood and, and same thing that generates an interest where they're looking going, well, what the hell are they doing? Right. And, 
And that's the common thing that see a yard sign, a trailer and a, and an actual brochure or something. Now that just one job can sell two, your referral cost is nothing in reality. And now your lead per your sorry, your cost per lead just got cut in half, whatever that is exactly what you just started talking about. Yeah. Never underestimate the power of a nosy neighbor, right? Like, <laughs> You know, I mean, and, and you're in the middle of the day, right? So if you're in a, especially if you're in an affluent community, because let's face it, if affluent communities are the ones that are doing garage coatings, it's not going to be, you know, poor neighborhoods. So in that you've got some, and I'm going to stereotype the heck out of this, but you got some soccer moms walking around the neighborhood, you know, that would probably be interested in doing this, right? She, they're tired of looking at bad floors, right? That are ugly, all that kind of stuff to where this becomes, you know, a simple yard sign while you're working, you know, some brochures or even one of those uh, real estate hangers, you know, that you can slip stuff in. They could take a letter as they walk past. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this in like a guerrilla marketing style effort to where, you know, that, that soccer mom who is, you know, we all know the type um, they're interested in what's going on. Right. And they're, they would take a flyer as you're working and they're not going to interrupt anybody. They won't come and, you know, tap you on the shoulder or anything, but they'll for sure take a flyer. And so like, it's thinking of all these types of things, right? This could be your, for your commercial job, for HVAC, for anything that you're doing in a neighborhood uh, type setting, right? In a cul-de-sac that, you know, is simple for that, you know, passerby to get your information and it costs you nothing. Yeah. We're seeing a fair amount of guys actually start the wraps and stuff. I mean, that's after COVID, for the most part, everybody pretty much knows how to do a phone QR code thing, right? So, again, you're not going to get a lot of people, or we generate a lot of noise when we do it. And so they're just going to take their quick picture and off they go. But you just captured that lead. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Um, Pete, we're getting close here up on time. What, uh, where can people find you? Well, the big thing right now is um, Facebook, Instagram. It's Valence Coatings or Valence Protective Coatings. Um, we have another brand uh, down in Texas. It's called Valence Supply. Uh, basically doing the exact same thing, just in a different location. Um, so the biggest thing to kind of, somebody wants to get a hold of me, um, you can find me on my personal page or I would just hit up Valence Protective Coatings um, and uh, on Facebook and then send us a message. I love your guys' videos, you know, cleaning up the concrete, man. It's uh, yeah. it's cool before and afters. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, make it look pretty. Hey, Peter, it was great to see you again, man. I, I appreciate you coming back on the show and uh, and spreading some uh, some love for the flooring industry with us. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's an ugly uh, industry, but we can make it look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words, Pete? No, thanks again, guys. I appreciate the opportunity um, coming back on. It's always good to talk to you guys. And, uh, you know, if I can help you guys out, let me know if there's anybody out there in any flooring industry. doesn't matter if it's mine or not. I probably have a contact or at least some knowledge. So feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, Pete, it's great having you back on. Until next time, that's this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>